This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender for the evening. This is Anthony. How's everybody doing out there? That's right. Hey Bartender is back with the Quick Shot episode. Yeah, the Quick Shot episode where we just come in, take a drink, and get the hell out of here because we got to get home for something or another. We got to, I don't know, I'll think of something. Oh, been a hell of a week, hasn't it? So uh, sit back, relax. Remember, this is the bar where... Seasonal depression doesn't know what the hell to do because uh, if you do this right, this bar has no windows and you don't know what the hell's going on outside. So anyway, people, it's the beginning of the show, so we got to start in the natural place when you walk into a bar. The drink special, or the bathroom, depending on what you were doing before you came to the bar. This one comes from Rock Sound Rum. Uh, if they're not affiliated with Hey Bartender Podcast at this point in time, uh... They are based out of Austin, Texas, and I found a drink that they had on their Instagram page that sounds pretty interesting. This drink is called the Shark Bite. The uh, ingredients goes as follows. A half ounce of blue Caraco, two ounces of Rock Sound smoked coconut rum, one half ounce sweet and sour mix, and a quarter teaspoon of grenadine syrup. Uh, Put some cherries on there for topping. Directions on how you do this drink. In a cocktail shaker full of ice, add the blue Caraco, or Carousel, however it's pronounced. I always get it wrong. Smoked coconut rum and sweet and sour mix. Shake well until chilled, about 10 to 15 seconds. Strain in a cocktail glass filled with fresh ice. And add the grenadine syrup and top with a cherry. Enjoy. I'll have a picture on Instagram of what the drink looks like. Thank you, Rock Sound Rum, for letting me steal a drink off your Instagram page, whether you like it or not. I like uh, screwing around Instagram and finding these drinks to share with you guys. Because, uh, you know, that's where the creativity is. That's where the new drinks that you'll never hear about happen. Because I could easily go get a bartender's guide or something like that and just regurgitate drinks that are in those things. But, you know, I want to hear from... Uh, the people that actually take the time to try to be inventive, to try to come up with a new flavor or have that signature drink. That's why I always tell you guys, if you have a drink that you want to share, email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com, and so we can you know let a couple other people know about the drink, and uh, odds are you know, uh, you'll know you make your mark in this world. With, uh, whether they actually use your name, you can uh, just... You know that was a drink that was invented by you. That's uh, that's called making your mark. So, uh, and everybody, you, everybody should be able to leave their mark on this world. And whether it's indirectly or directly, you got to leave a little bit of yourself uh, on this world, just for everybody's sake, just to be able to say, "Yep, I was there." So, anyway, people, uh, I'm gonna just g- come up front and be honest with you here. There was a uh, audio issue with the previous podcast that I had already recorded a day or two ago. This is, I am actually recording Wednesday, January 13th. Usually, I have these things posted by 7 o'clock and is honestly now 7.23 uh, Central Standard Time. And uh, I uh, went back and I listened to, uh, just to double check the audio quality, 
of the podcast before I post it and make sure that I got the proper amount of ands and ums and uncomfortable pauses that I usually do in every show. And I listened to it and I was like, this sounds terrible. It's got, it's distorted. Something's wrong with my equipment. I, uh, cause every once in a while it'll do that. Usually I catch it before well, long before posting time, but, uh, this time I didn't. Uh, so, uh, I'm recording an entirely new podcast a little bit later than I usually do because, uh, one, I want to get a show out. Uh, I want to talk to you guys, get some things off my chest, you know, the usual thing. But I was listening to the subject matter of the show that I was about to do and became insanely bored with that idea. I was going to talk about something completely different that I'll probably bring up in another show a lot later. A little bit more thought out, a little bit more well put together. But I ran across something uh, on Instagram where, or it was Instagram or TikTok, where they were, this uh, person was talking about that. they had to go in for emergency medical procedure or just a medical procedure, maybe not emergency, but uh, they didn't have insurance as most bartenders, servers, dancers, anybody involved in the service industry that isn't management uh, are likely to not have. We don't have medical insurance where it's not offered to us and it is expensive. However, this person was talking about that uh, uh, who they're they're a dancer, and the, uh, they were talking about how uh, when they went in, and the doctor said you need this, uh, you need this done, and they agreed, and she paid for the procedure, and she paid it all in cash. It was like fifteen hundred dollar, uh, fifteen hundred dollar procedure without insurance, and she paid it all in cash right then and there, and she got dirty looks. Yes, it, uh, I was going to try to keep the. Uh, keep the person androgynous, but I'll just go ahead and admit that she got dirty looks because she paid it all in cash. That's because all that's all she had. Now you start when you're a bartender, you uh, at the end of the night, whether you're uh, it all depends on how you cash out your tips uh, and bartenders, servers. It all depends on how you cash out your uh, tips at the end of the night. There were nights where I would just, get all the ones, uh, stack them nicely together, put them in my pocket, and then walk out the door, no matter how much money I had, uh, where, you know, it's, whether it was a $100 night or a $300 night, I'd just stick it all in one pocket and then go home and then stick it in a drawer or do whatever with it. Then there were uh, other nights where I would say, you know what, I don't want to carry all this cash. And then I'd, you know, quickly separate them into $20 stacks, and then uh, trade all the tw- uh, trade all the ones for twenty dollars, and then go about my business that way. And, but it just it all just depended on my mood. And but this person also talked about how when they paid for their medical procedure all in cash, not just ones, um, but all in cash, she got dirty looks. And it's like, you carry that much money on you, and uh, you know. And then you start to get a little bit paranoid and because uh, I'd done that before I had all this, I had all this cash on me and all of a sudden I wanted to make a big purchase. Uh, I think uh, one point uh, it was a guitar that I wanted to buy. The guitar cost about 600 bucks. I'd saved up my tips for a few weeks and then decided, okay, time to go in. 
at this point in time, I did not have a bank account because uh, I owed a few banks some money and I needed to straighten out my credit really bad. And uh, so I didn't have a bank account. I just carried all uh, carried however much money that I felt like I needed that needed when I went out. You know, before I go out, you know, just reach into the drawer, grab grab 50, 100 bucks and then go out. But I saved up for a couple of weeks and decided I really wanted this guitar. And so I go into the uh, guitar store and I I find the guitar, I play it, sounds great, and I decide, yes, I'm going to buy this guitar. So uh, uh, ring it up. And they said they ring it up and I got a case to go along with it. And they told me what the price was. I reached in my pocket, pulled out this huge wad of cash, and they kind of took a pause like, you know, what the hell? And so I started counting out 20, 40, 60, 80, 100, 20, 40, 60, 82, 20, 40, really fast. And I started to get paranoid. It's like, wonder why, uh, I wonder if, the, you know, for me to carry this much cash on me, I wonder if they think I'm a drug dealer or stripper or you know bartender server usually doesn't even enter enter anybody's minds most of the time because i've i've seen it uh i've been a part of conversations uh, many times where a person will pay for their 30 40 dollar tab all in ones now if they're not wearing some kind of restaurant shirt you know like they just got off work if if it's a regular night and they uh, pay you 30 40 dollar tab all in ones I've been part of conversations where uh, the person I'm working with will nudge me and go, what do you think, stripper? And I, um, then that conversation I actually put to a stop real quick. And, oh, no, she's a server. She works in that restaurant across the way. And she goes, oh, okay. I said, why would you automatically go to stripper? And she goes, well, she's pretty. And I was like, then I looked at her and I said, well, you're pretty too. I wouldn't automatically assume you're a stripper. I'd hope you were a stripper. And then... Well deserved. Uh, she uh, she slapped me. Uh, yeah, I I deserved that. Well, it wasn't a slap; it was a punch in the arm. It was funny at the time. Nowadays, uh, I could probably get in serious trouble for that. But that's just an honest story. You know, uh, and joking between employees. We were good friends. Uh, I knew where who her husband was. Okay, everybody, calm down. I'm not being derogatory towards women. That's an honest conversation that happened, and she took it well. Uh, to this day, I bet she doesn't even remember that I said it. And at the time, she thought it was funny. But all of us people in the service industry, anybody involved in the service industry that gets paid in, uh, in tips or in cash, uh, all of us bartenders, servers, dancers, bussers, um, we've all got cash on us. Uh, but I, And making large purchases uh, with just cash, to me, is fucking hilarious. Like go and buy a sofa for fifteen hundred dollars, and you just start count counting out cash. You know, one hundred, two hundred, three hundred, uh, twenty, forty, sixty, eighty, four hundred, twenty, forty, sixty, eighty, five hundred, and uh, it to me, I've always thought it would be hilarious to buy something really big, but you know, start out with large denominations, and then slowly get down to uh, smaller denominations, it's like uh. 1470 1475 1480 1481 1482 and watch the real uh the uh the people in the store completely freak out over it 
um, I think I remember uh, years ago in an electronics store that I worked at, somebody paid cash for a uh, $5,000 stereo system. And uh, it was one of those high-end home theater ones for 1986, 1987. And uh, the cashier, immediately when they saw what was going going on, they saw this guy forking out this huge amount of cash. They immediately took his drawer and then uh, gave him a new, uh, dropped all the extra cash and gave him a new drawer to, to work with because they didn't want that much money to sit in the register that had to go in the safe immediately. But it would, it's hilarious to me uh, that sometimes these people that work in retail will honestly judge you. If you have, uh, if you pay in cash and what denominations uh, that you pay in cash with. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of times where I'd come home or I'd be driving home and realize, oh, I need a tank of gas. And all I got on me is my tip money. And so uh, I pull into the gas station in Oregon. It's uh, we've got gas station attendants. We, uh, we didn't have uh, it's not self uh, self pumping. And so uh, when my Plymouth Neon at the time, uh, when the guy uh, finished his pumping, I see, okay, it's $35. So I uh, pulled my ones out of my uh, pocket and I count out 35 bucks. And then the guy says uh, $35 and I hand him $35 and ones. And he actually stopped and looked at me for a second. And uh, the obvious joke that I could have said there was just came from the strip club. But instead, I just said, saw my pimp today and then rolled up the window and went about my way. And because and saying that I saw my pimp, I thought was funnier. Just because I thought it, uh, they were they were being a little judgy or questionable about my lifestyle, you know, having all of these ones in my pocket. So I decided, why not play with it? Just because, you know, you got to have a good time with your life. That's just the way it is come to think of it nowadays uh i don't know what it is but back at, uh, back when i was a bartender a lot of us bartenders didn't have checking accounts uh we just uh, took home our tips and put them in, in the sock drawer or put them in a big jar and when it came bill paying time we would go over to uh the store or 7-eleven or something like that and buy money orders to pay for our bills and uh, my uh, one of my friends was notorious for that, and I was like, "You're getting, you're using money orders," and she said, "Yeah, I just use money orders," and I kind of sat back and thought, "Well, that's kind of more expensive because you're paying a forty dollar electric bill, but it's really costing you forty five because you're paying five dollars extra for that money order." And but then as I went, but I didn't judge her. I didn't try to uh, say what you should do is get a checking account at U.S. Bank. No, 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 I'm, uh, I wouldn't do that. But, uh, I started seeing that a lot of my bartender server friends were paying in money orders when it came to their home bills because they couldn't, uh, they couldn't send cash through the mail. That's absolutely insane and stupid, but it was just an easier way back then. Now everything's, uh, basically electronic, uh, well, ever since I quit being a bartender, I stopped having uh, money in my pocket. In fact, I rarely have cash uh, on me 
it's I always use my debit card for everything because everything every place out there takes a debit card. And you know how hard it is to trans uh, transition from always having cash to never having cash on you. It's weird, and uh, to pull out your you know it used to be uh, hilarious. Uh, way back in the day to watch somebody pull out a credit card for a major purchase, uh, you know, or, or even not a major purchase, this is a minor purchase. They just come into the store, buy a jug of milk, and they have to use their credit card in order to uh, buy that, uh, buy that because they forgot to get cash out of the ATM and they didn't want to use the ATM because it charges a fee. And so in order to do that, uh, they just, uh, they just decided just put it on the credit card, uh, you know, dollar 99 uh on a credit card and uh but if you even want to go further back before the swipe machines the electronic swipe machines you actually had that thing and uh and you have to sit back and question what the hell you know you're using a credit card for a major purchase and like milk come on yeah but you know, to each their own, you know, you kind of had to sit back and accept it. And at least it wasn't, um, at least the guy was using a credit card and not, uh, writing a check for a major purchase. And then all of a sudden remembering, Oh, I've got a coupon. And yeah, those people were really annoying. Luckily you don't see many people writing checks at the grocery store anymore, but oftentimes I feel sorry for dancers that, uh, and, uh, that, you know, get tips as, uh, get their tips from, the stage and they have to collect all their money as fast as they can so they can get off stage. So the next dancer can come up on stage. I'm not singling out women. There are men dancers out there too, just for some of you people uh, that are that type of person that would say that I'm singling out uh, one race, one gender, whatever. Now there are uh, dancers for both men and women or uh, however they self identify, but I feel sorry for them a little bit because when I was collecting my tips, it was, it wasn't necessarily in a neat stack, but I'd have a pitcher and I just throw all my cash into the pitcher at the end of the night and then, uh, and then collect it. But the dancers, as they're leaving the stage, they're just grab, 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 leave, get their clothes and then, uh, run off. Now what they do in the dressing room is a mystery to me will always be a mystery to me. And I will always enjoy sitting back thinking what's going on back there, even though it's probably nothing all that interesting, but the fantasy is fun. I even told that to Carson Crawford uh, when she was on the show. Uh, uh, I before the show started, I told her I was going to avoid asking questions about what happens in the in the dressing room uh, because I just wanted to leave that to the fantasy, and nobody really needs to know. But I have run into dancers that just got off their shift that came over to my bar, and their purse is just bursting with one dollar bills that are all just crumbled up and just shoved in there because they needed to put it away as fast as they could. And uh, was I judgy about it? No. I, and there was one girl that was uh, a little, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, and I said, hey, 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 money's money. And there are other people that sat back and say, geez, where's that money been? What, are you sure you want to touch it? Uh, and that never bothered me. And, you know, it's not... You know, because, uh, you know, strippers, they didn't, uh, I'm pretty sure they didn't hide it uh, in interesting areas uh, because they had purses. And immediately when they got off stage, they went into a back room to get dressed. And I'd like to think that it uh, they put it in a, 
uh, drawer or their designated locker or something like that. Uh, and, you know, because what's the point of uh, hiding it on their person somewhere? Uh, besides some of the dancers I used to watch, the, they made some serious cash. And they're, they'd have to have a lot of room where people said that they hid their, uh, hid their money. Now, other adult entertainers or recreational uh, drug sellers out there, they might hide their money in interesting bodily cavities. But come on, people, let's not think too hard on this because uh, if you sit back and think too much about where something might have been, you're never going to touch anything. There are a lot of people that are into a lot of stuff that you haven't even heard of. I've spent time on other websites, not just the porn websites, uh, but, uh, you know, things get hit in in strange areas. Things get put in strange areas. Just talk to anybody who works in an ER that, you know, you'll find out if you want a good conversation in a bar and you happen to be sitting next to a nurse. uh, If you want a fun conversation, in my opinion, just uh, look at him and say, so is it true that, the most common thing to come into the ER is somebody getting uh, something stuck up their butt and odds are they will, they will look at you and go, Oh my God. Yes. And have stories for you that will last the entire night. And they are all entertaining from the story that the person told them, uh, told them how it got up there and to the story of how they had to get it out. And what they did with it afterwards, it's all hilarious. You won't stop laughing. But no nurse has ever told me that they said, yeah, we pulled out a wad of 20s out of this one person. Never heard that. Always had to do with things like Barbie dolls or flashlights. And teach their own. But it did come down to it a lot of times where uh, some people would see me. Uh, like I'd go into a 7-Eleven just to buy a pack of smokes. And I decided that night not to... Uh, not to change my ones into twenties, and I go into the uh, convenience store and stupidly pull out the whole wad of cash that's in my pocket just to flip out six bucks, and uh, they they would look at me, and some uh, there were a couple people that uh that were gutsy enough to look at me and say, "Why did you just come from a strip club?" And I'd say, "No, no, I just got off work." And uh, they probably thought I was a stripper, you know, because like I said, being a bartender or server, that's not the first thing that's on their mind. Why? Because that's a boring thought. You know, oh, they're probably a bartender. Oh, they're probably a server. And, but it's more fun to think, are they a stripper? Can I see them dancing up on stage? And then, you know, give me a quick up and down and go, dear God, you know, not that I, I'm ashamed of my body. I mean, hey, if I had... Uh, enough guts to jump up on the stage and start dancing, uh, swinging my thing around. I could probably make it like 10, 15 bucks easy. Uh, you know, you're not going to body shame me, but try go out there one of these days and make a large purchase with, uh, with cash. And, uh, just because it's fun to watch these people's reaction, you know, you don't have to do like $1,500 worth of furniture or, clothing you just maybe one or two hundred dollars try it with uh well with just your singles or something like that because people's reactions are usually hilarious and uh you know that's just the way 
we're able to handle things. That's the way uh, bartenders, servers, people in the service industry in general, that's just the way we handle our money. Because it sometimes it's uh, too difficult to go to the bank and uh, take your night's tips and throw them in your checking account real quick. We just don't have the time. We uh, because we don't, or we just don't see the point in it because we've got the money right there. We might as well uh, use it. And sometimes uh, seeing the money there uh, encourages you to encourages you to spend it. But in this day and age of uh, Amazon and uh, buying things online it probably save your ass from making a lot of uh, idiotic purchases in the middle of the night because let's face it uh, uh, when I was a bartender uh, since all the stores were closed by the time I got off shift and usually I woke up uh, I, w- I went to bed maybe as, as uh, right before some of the stores opened and but woke up and had to go to work didn't have time to go to the store. It probably saved me for a, uh, from a lot of stupid purchases. Uh, but if I was a bartender back then, had a uh, checking account and a credit card, being late at night and bored, watching TV, messing with my computer, whatever, I probably uh, would have had a huge Amazon addiction back then. Uh, so, you know, thank goodness for Smallman Miracles, I guess. Yep, uh, people, I am encouraging you to make a large purchase with just cash. Just remember to be careful when you're carrying around a large amount of cash because you don't want to get mugged or anything like that or have people uh, eyeballing you to see if, uh, where you're going to go because carrying that much cash can be a little bit dangerous. So remember to look after yourselves, uh, especially uh, when you're coming off a shift. Most people do know that bartenders and servers have cash on them. So make sure that you, when you get off work, maybe keep somebody, uh, one of your customers, if you work alone, uh, make keep one of your customers around so they can walk you out to your car or have your significant other there with you. Uh, uh, you know, I don't really encourage violence, but remember to protect, your, protect yourselves because you never know what could happen. Just because bartenders, servers, dancers, uh, we are well known for always having cash on us. So just remember, take care of yourselves and uh, remember, uh, it really, really hurts to get hit in the head by a roll of quarters. Okay, people, it is last call. Last call for alcohol for this Wednesday quick shot episode. Uh, Once again, I would like to thank Rock Sound Rum, uh, who is not sponsoring this podcast, uh, for the ingredients for the shark bite. Uh, go check out their website. If you're a rum enthusiast, they've got a lot of uh, products out there, and uh, they do have a lot of great uh, cocktail recipes suggestions. You might want to try it out sometime. And remember, people, uh, I want more guests on my show. I want uh, more stories to talk about. I want to talk more about you. I want to interact with you guys. So if you want to be on the show, you have a cool drink recipe that you wouldn't mind sharing with the whole world, email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. I'd love to read your stories. If you're not comfortable with uh, uh, being on the show or you want to remain anonymous for work purposes, I'd love to have you on the show uh, or at least read your story on the show. And um, drink recipes, always welcome because I would love to share uh, drink recipes with the rest of the world. And when I say the rest of the world, I look at my the uh, the map 
on how far my podcasts reach. And I do reach the rest of the world. Not all of it. There's probably some, uh, uh, you know, there's usually maybe one, two people that download uh, the show in the uh, in the Eastern continents. But uh, still, I'm counting that. You know, I'm counting that as Hey Bartender Podcast as being worldwide. Yeah. Just like if you uh, are a band or you guys know a band that needs a little bit of uh, exposure out in the world, email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, and I will use their song on my show uh, because music and uh, the restaurant industry goes hand in hand. I don't care who you are, what restaurant you work at. Every restaurant needs music in the air because otherwise you feel like you're working in a hole. It's a really weird feeling when there's absolutely zero music playing in a restaurant. Just think about it. So anyway, that's the end of the show. Remember, people, when you're carrying all that cash in your pocket, take care of yourselves, look out for yourselves. And as usual, I just got to wish all of you people lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's last go? I just got hit.